0: Time for the 49ers rush podcast.
1: We are now inside the top 10 number nine on the 49ers roster countdown newest addition to the team the prized free agent that I think fans have wanted for uh, many many years that big time cornerback signing Charvarius Ward comes over from the enemy Uh, part of the Chiefs Super Bowl team. Glad he's on our team now. He is awesome. We're gonna be going through a lot. We're gonna go through some film, some highlights. We're gonna see how he compares against the best wide receivers in the NFL. We're gonna go through his past, which has been epic. Um to say the least. Overcoming being handicapped as a child, being held back, skipping grades, undrafted free agent, all those different things, what he has done so far in the NFL, and most importantly. Let's look forward. Let's see what he can do in 2022 and beyond for the 49ers because this kid is a difference maker that embodies what it means to triumph over adversity. And that's what football is, right? The age-old adage, football doesn't build character. It reveals it. It has revealed this kid is a champion in the truest sense of the word in all facets of life. And by far one of my favorite players. Uh, We'll hear him talk, um, which, man, I wish he was in every single press conference because he is freaking awesome and hilarious. And just he's great, man. Uh, I really, really do like this guy. So um, jersey number 35 for a corner, it's a little different. But when you're an undrafted free agent coming into the NFL, you don't get your pick of numbers. That's just the way it goes. Six foot one. 196 pounds, and he just turned 26 years old. 49ers signed him to a three-year deal. We'll break down the contract and the cap numbers and all that kind of stuff later on. But he is entering into his fifth season in the NFL. Now, he is from south, south, south Mississippi. Uh, played at Macomb High School, the Fighting Tigers. And it's it's really Louisiana. Like, uh, you look at where he's from. It's Louisiana. (laughs) like It's right on top of the bottom of the boot of Louisiana, just right across the Louisiana border there. Um, His full name is Charverius D. Ward. Parents, Garland and Tanya Ward. Um, He was a liberal studies major. Now, whenever he was young, he had a lot of issues. Uh, There's there's no doubt. He had a hip issue and actually had to live in a wheelchair for two years before he had a surgery and was able to overcome that. Here's Ward talking about overcoming that.
0: It was an obstacle as a kid. Like I was on I was on crutches in a wheelchair. Um, so it was kind of foreign territory to me. Like I was kind of handicapped at a very young age, but I feel like it made me stronger growing up. Um, it made me closer with my family as well. Like they had to take care of me, um, had me do all types of things that I couldn't do on my own, just being handicapped like that. And it made me a, a, a stronger kid and a, and a better man, I guess.
1: And I mean, good gosh. It- Going from that, he was held back at a young age in school um, because they thought he had learning disabilities. Turns out he just couldn't see. He had to get glasses. Once he got glasses, he performed so well. Once he got to high school, they let him go from a freshman to a junior because he was performing so well academically. Just – had some adversities, you know, and had to overcome those, but golly, to say he's done incredible things with his life, academically, um, football-wise, everything. So shout out to him. Now, let's start some film going as we go continue to go through his background. This is thrown up on Patreon. This is one of three games um that I've put up on there. I think I have over an hour and forty-five minutes of film. On Charvarius Ward Um, this is the game against the Cowboys and man he just completely shut down CD Lamb I'm just going to be honest he got burned twice on double moves but neither of which were completed Um, but man he is aggressive Uh, we'll get into his film and all those things now if you're like man this is small and whatever else well guess what you got to head over to Patreon if you want the full uh, breakdown and audio commentary play by play literally I've got games against the Steelers the Uh, Bengals, you want to see him go against, um, you know, Jamar Chase and CD Lamb. I've got three different game tapes up there, um, and you get them all as soon as you join. You just type in Charvarius Ward in the little search field, those three videos will pop up. Patreon.com slash 49ers Rush Podcast. Now, high school. Only played football um, and, again, talked about how he was held back when he was young but only had three years in high school because he skipped his sophomore year to catch up with the kids in his grade, Um, earned all-region honors, voted team's best defensive back as a senior, had 48 tackles and an interception, and then he had to go to Heinz Community College. Uh, You know, wasn't a standout. You know, usually players get recruited their sophomore, junior year. He skipped a year. And just didn't catch on. Um, he helped the community college go six and three in twenty fifteen. Had an interception, two pass breakups, block kick. Um, he was all over there and played really, really well. But you know, he still didn't get a lot of like huge scholarship offers. And. You look at kind of what he had to do. He went to Middle Tennessee State um, his junior year and played well, appeared, appeared in 12 games, only two starts his junior year. And then as a senior, 13 games, only eight starts. And so he had some traits that you could tell would correlate to the NFL, but it was just too much of an unknown on a small playing field. Middle Tennessee State, you know, they play like North Texas some things like that, their Conference USA but, you know, it just wasn't a lot out there. He, he had two career interceptions, one sack, 13 career pass deflections. Not enough really to be a heralded, heralded anything um, from that like, standpoint. It just wasn't it. Um, now, I will say this. He did earn the team's Grinder Award, um, which, as you can tell, he's a hard worker. That's kind of what he has been his entire life. And he did not get an invite to the Combine which another major issue. So didn't receive that. But he did get an invite to the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl, which is kind of like the third tier. Uh, you've got the uh, Senior Bowl. You've got the East-West Shrine game. Then you've got the Collegiate Bowl. That's kind of, so like the third tier All-Star game. Um, but he performed very well at Middle Tennessee State's Pro Day and did very, very well. Uh, finished, uh, you know, draftscout.com had him as the 46th cornerback uh, let's look at some of the metrics he put up on the pro day now again these are pro day numbers 4.44 40 yard dash top end speed check mark i think the play we just showed uh shows him chasing a fade on cd lamb and staying with them step by step three cones 7.5 very bad score very very bad score uh vertical 31 broad jump 132 uh bench pressure reps 12 anyone undrafted And he landed with the Cowboys of all teams. Uh, They brought him in on a three-year deal and never really accomplished anything. And and eventually caught the eye of the Kansas City Chiefs. And they traded for him. Um, On August 30th, 2018, the Chiefs traded offensive guard Parker Er Errington, Erringer, there we go, they said that right, never heard of him, Um, so he got traded to the Chiefs for an offensive lineman, and Andy Reid loved him. He was their fifth cornerback on the active roster, as soon as he got there, he was behind Steven Nelson, Kendall Fuller, Orlando Skandrick, Traymond Smith. Now, he made his professional regular season debut um, against the Denver Broncos week three in 2018 season. And Kendra Fuller got hurt. He stepped in. And after that, it was just like, good gosh, how do we keep this guy off the field? Um, The Chiefs, you know, they went 12-4 and that year, got a first round bye, all those things. And sure enough, he gets a start against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game in 2018. And was almost the hero of the year as he picked off Tom Brady and would have finished the game. The Chiefs would have went to the Super Bowl, but guess what? Somebody jumped off sides. Do you guys remember who that somebody was? D. Ford. Uh, D. Ford negated the heroic interception that Ward brought down, and sure enough, the Chiefs ended up losing. Patriots go on um, to the Super Bowl. Now, 2019, he was competing with Rashad Breland to start at cornerback, and sure enough, he beat out Breland and started the entire season, and sure enough, um, had a hell of a game against the 49ers in the Super Bowl, and the 49ers came up short. He um, played very well in that game, so uh, which sucks, but now he's on the good guys. <laughs> Last year, 2021, 20, uh, again, I'm just continued to just be a stud, and if we look at kind of his career, his numbers, once he started, you couldn't get rid of him. He started all of the games, Uh, has 29 career pass defensed, not a big interception guy, only four um, interceptions, but man, he's a hellacious tackler. And, you know, 43 starts played in 56 games. Here's the things that Charvarius Ward does better than anybody else. He's not a ball hawking corner. That's not what he is. He's not an elite freak athlete. That's not what he is. What he does do is he gives up very little separation. He is he makes the degree of difficulty almost impossible in catches if you're watching this clip on YouTube right now gets beat on you know a short drag route across the middle which is very hard for an outside corner in man coverage and just closes it down now the catch is made but that's the thing no yards after catch he never misses tackles one of the best tackling corners um in the NFL he only has 10 career missed tackles um, on twenty hundred, sorry, two hundred career tackles. Now, to put that into perspective, uh, mostly had twelve missed tackles last year. This dude's had ten missed tackles his entire career. Tart had twelve missed tackles in part time last year. This guy only ten his entire career. He's a damn good tackler. He uses his arms very well. Next gen stats um, gave him a forty six point seven percent tight window rate. Well, what's that mean? It's best in the NFL. Meaning. He sticks to his guys. He's Velcro. Allowed a 40% completion percentage, best in the NFL. 46.6% expected completion percentage, first in the NFL. A 52.5 passer rating allowed, third in the NFL. And 4.6 yards per target, third in the NFL. So the guys got it. Whatever it is. He's got it in spades. There's no doubt about it. I mean, he could just flat out play. And my favorite thing about watching all of his film, and again, because once the 49ers got him, I was like, all right, I want to see him against the best. Listen to these numbers against A.J. Brown and Julio Jones in week seven of 2021. Now, this is only when he's guarding them. So if you look up A.J. Brown's stats, they might be better for the game. But 35, Charvarius Ward wasn't on him. They had 18 yards against him. Devonte Adams, week nine last year, 14 yards against them. CD Lamb, week 11, which we just watched, five yards against him. Keenan Allen, zero yards. Jamar Chase, which they played against him twice. In week 17, Jamar Chase had 83 yards and a touchdown against him. The championship game, 22 yards against him. Stephon Diggs in the divisional game, one yard against him. So he's at his best versus the best. And guess what? He's going to get a guard just if you look at the NFC West by itself. DK Metcalf, DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup. There's a reason the 49ers paid this premium to bring him in. Now, if we break down his contract and what those numbers kind of look like, um, he signed a three-year, $40.5 million deal, okay? $12 million signing post, tw- bonus 26.6 million guaranteed combined. Now, all right, cool, it's not your money, it's not my money. Let's talk about the cap hits and how it affects the team. His cap hit for this year, $3.8 million. That's it. It's a backloaded deal. Um and it's spread out because it has two void years on top of it to spread out those cap hits. So 2023, $16.4 million cap hit. And after that, even though it's a three-year deal, the 49ers have an out after two years if things aren't going well. Um, They can save $13 million off the cap on 2024, which is only $15.4 million. So if things don't go great, you can move on as a franchise. If things do go well, you got them for three years. You renegotiate that deal. You keep them long-term. Uh, The void year deals, very, very small cap hits. 2025, 4.8. and eh, that one's not too small. That's actually a decent size. Uh, 2026, 2.4. This is the new business in the NFL because they're expecting the cap to continue to increase with these new TV deals. We'll have to kind of see how that plays out. Now, again, talk about the path of an undrafted free agent. 5.5 million career earnings in four years. That's all he's made before us. The fact that he's going to be getting, you know, three years, $40 million, freaking love it. Generational wealth for a family that had to overcome a lot, a lot, uh, to get to where he is. And it's a family deal. It's not just him. And go back to that clip. His family is what got him to where he is, which I freaking love. Um, and he's just so freaking chill, um, Really, really like his play. Training camp has gone incredibly well for him. And he is just shutting people down left and right, which I love. Um, might have the best secondary of the NFL. That is, that's is—that's crazy to say. Richard Sherman came out and said that just a couple short days ago. I, I'm not sure we're there at the best, but we sure as hell got a lot of depth. If that nickel cornerback spot can work out, um, and if that number two safety spot, Hufunga, can play to his potential, then who knows. But I can guarantee you this. We are now past the days of bad cornerback play. There is no Josh Norman walking through that door. There is no Dre Kirkpatrick walking through that door. Thank God. Uh, He will be CB1 the entire year. I do think that he'll just stick on the left side. Mostly will stick on the defensive right side. Who goes to that slot corner role? I don't know. Maybe Jason Verrett when he's healthy. Darquez Denard probably going to get it at the start. But we've got the outsides they're going to be great. And we've got depth behind them with Ambry Thomas, Diomedor Lenore. There's a lot of bodies there. Depth stars at the cornerback position. Who would have thought the 49ers could do that? I didn't know that was allowed. <laughs> I'm very excited for it. And that's number nine on our roster countdown.
2: Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into a 1000
0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
2: We
1: are now to number eight on the 49ers roster countdown. And is there anybody more important on this team? Like we're getting into it where it's just difficult to break these up. Jimmy Ward. Going into his ninth season with the 49ers, so close to being part of that decade-long list of 49ers, which to me would be huge. I really hope he gets it. But this is the last year of his deal, and he's already talked about how he's probably going to be testing free agency next year. Uh, Probably going to be his last contract. He's 30 years old going into this season. But, man, he has been on a journey uh, (laughs) in the NFL. We're going to dive into his past, what – he's good at and what we have looking forward and why he is so pivotal to the season 2022 for the Forty ers I mean, it's just incredible. Like if Jimmy Ward doesn't play well, Things can fall apart quick. Uh, He is just so steadfast on the back end of that secondary and just keep everybody in line, everybody in check. And he just brings a moxie to him. Uh, Whether it's an interview, whether he's on the field, he just brings it. He is a fireball. Wears jersey number one, which I love. He's worn lots of jerseys, 25, um, 20. Uh, He's changed quite a bit. He is 5'11", 195, former first-round overall pick. And again, this is the last year of his deal. Now, he's from Mobile, Alabama, down south, played at W.P. Davidson High School, and was a general studies major, which is crazy about, you know, where he went to high school. Guess who he was teammates with? Yeah, Choukowsky Tart. Uh, best friends, you know, they, they've they kind of been through it, and even in college, whenever he went to the senior bowl, guess who his roommate was? Dante Johnson, who he's still teammates with. So, even though he's traveled very, very far, and been all over the place, yeah, It's interesting because his circle of friends has stayed pretty tight. Teammates stayed really, really tight. He was a two-star recruit coming out of high school um, and chose northern Illinois. So, you know, very different track to get to the NFL. There's no doubt about it. His cousin, former NBA player, Karan Butler. What's up, Mavericks? I'm a big Mavericks guy, Uh, (laughs) which is cool. Uh, And, again, you know, Tart. Teammate in high school, Johnson, Dante Johnson Senior Bowl. What was he able to accomplish? He was the third-team All-Mac in 2011, two-time first-team All-Mac 2012-2013, third-team All-American 2013, he was the first NIU defender to garner first team All-American honors in school history. He was a semifinalist for the Jim Thorpe Award, which goes to the best defensive back in the entire country as a senior, and he put up some numbers, man. Uh, finished his college career 320 tackles, 189 solo stops, six tackles for loss, four first fumbles, 37 pass defense, 11 interceptions. Now, the... You know, you looked at the passes, defense, and the interceptions, and yeah, I had him tagged as a ball hawk. Not the case. Um, only four career interceptions in nine years. Definitely uh, not a part of his game. Um, but anyway, uh, holds the school record for blocked punts, which he said is a freshman. Blocked four punts in one year, which is incredible. Um, he was rated the number one strong safety and third overall safety heading into the draft in 2014. And in 2015, he won the Hazeltine Iron Award, which is the most courageous and inspirational player voted by the coaches. So he leaves an impact. There's no doubt about that. Anywhere he goes, your eyes drift to him, Um, whether he's playing football or he's just being himself. He is a – it just draws. It just draws to him. Um, And, you know, if you – he had a rough start. There's no doubt about it because he's played out of position – for probably the first three, four years of the league. He didn't switch to safety until 2017. And, you know, a lot of people called him Mr. Glass. I, I was guilty as well. He missed a lot of time. Listen to this injury history before we get to the good stuff. He had to overcome this. Um, you know, missed the combine because of a Jones fracture. 2014, missed one game because of a quad entry, then seven games because he had to replace the screw. From his Jones fracture before. 2016. Missed three games with a quad injury, quad injury. Two games with a broken collarbone. 2017. Missed three weeks of camp in week one with a hamstring. Then missed the final eight games with the fractured forearm. 2018. Missed five games with another fractured forearm. 2019. Missed three games because of a broken finger. And after that, Iron Man. Um, you know, it's it's weird that you have so many years of injuries than three straight years of over 94 percent of defensive snaps logged like i don't know it doesn't make sense but you can make the argument the past three years nobody has played better than this guy nobody uh yeah i mean i think nick bosa fred warner that's maybe it eric armstead you want to put in that category that's fine but since 2019 on holy freaking cow dude's been lights out um. Now his pro day numbers. He couldn't work out at his combine because of the Jones fracture. He ran a four point four seven six point eight nine three cone, which is why they wanted to try him at corner because he's so shifty. Never should have been put there. Thirty eight inch verticals, very very impressive. Now I I went down a little rabbit hole. Um. He was drafted number thirtieth overall in the two thousand fourteen um draft and you know i put this out on twitter but man i gotta share it if for no other th- this might not nobody else might be interested in this there were 20 players in the 2014 draft that ended up on the 49ers and some of them the most important so i'm going to share these players names all 20 and where they were drafted uh d4 23rd overall dark weston 24th jason Ferret 25th jimmy ward 30th Jordan Matthews, 42. Western Richburg, 43. Jeremiah Tachu, 50. Carlos Hyde, 57. Jimmy Garoppolo was in this draft, 62. Marcus Martin, ooh, 70th overall. I love that pick. I thought it was a great pick. Total bust. Chris Borland, oh, I'm in my fills, 77. Jarek McKinnon, ouch, 96. Brandon Thomas, never panned out, 100. Bruce Ellington, nope, 106. Cassius Marsh, what does not simply Beat Cassius Marsh uh 108. Some people got that joke. Dante Johnson, number 129, Aaron Lynch, 150. Keith Reeser, 170. Keith Acker, 180. Caleb Ramsey 243. That's 20 players from this draft that landed on the 49ers at some point in their career. Um, not all of them panned out, obviously, but I just think it's crazy. You you have this centric team build around one draft class. Uh, just interesting. Now, If we look at what he's accomplished for his career, his stats, he's played in 94 games, started 74. Five career interceptions. I think I said four earlier. Four regular season interceptions. Five total in his career because he had one playoff interception. Three of those five went against the Rams. One versus Jets, one versus Bears. Um, Two touchdowns, both pick sixes. 39 pass breakups, four forced fumbles two fumble recoveries, three sacks, uh, 401 total tackles, 10 tackles for loss, three quarterback hits. Now, he's made some money. As a first-round pick, usually you do. Uh, career earnings so far, $38.8 million. Get that money. I love it. And he's scheduled to make another 9.4 this year. So he he's going to add to that, and then he's going to get a contract somewhere. Um, I mean, What he's been able to accomplish, though, for this team, you know, you go through the stats, you go through the money, you go through the injuries, all that stuff, consistency and communication on the back end. Captain gets everybody in check, calms everything down. He's not a ball hawk. He's not. He's not even close. But he's so consistent and reliable that it eases the pressure up front for everything. Uh, His job is to make everybody else right and with Tolonoa stepping in as the number two safety, not gonna have Tart back there, this might be the most important year ever for Jimmy Ward. Because if he can do if he can instill confidence in Hufunga and the nickel corner, because the safeties and nickels work very, very hand to hand, this defense is gonna be legit. So what what do we need from Ward? I don't care too much about interceptions. If you get some, that's gravy. Only four and nine years. Um don't expect too much. But it would be great if he did. I want consistent tackling, lining everybody upright, and that doesn't show up in the snap stat sheet. It really doesn't even show up in the broadcast view whenever you're watching the games. But when you watch the All-22 and whenever you've been on the field and on the sidelines, you know how important it is to have somebody that's a nine-year vet on the back end that can check everything and get everybody where they need to be. Limits big plays. And that's kind of the entire thing that the 49ers defense wants to do philosophically. They want to stop the run up front. Force teams to become passing only, which increases our pass rush, and we got the coverage on the back end for it. So he is a philosophical freaking pillar of what the 49ers are and what they hope to accomplish. I'm excited for this guy. I really, really hope we find a way to keep him around for just one more year. I really want him to hit that decade mark with the 49ers. It means a lot. They got the wall built in the facility, the the decade-long 49ers. It's a big deal, and Jimmy Ward deserves to be there. He has been through so freaking much. The 2019 run, the 2021 run, hopefully 2022 and f- past that 2023. I hope so. I want to say thank you to Anthony and Josh, executive producers of this series. And man, we've got seven more on the 49ers roster countdown.